Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies, so I watch them so that you don't have to. And today's movie is another new release. Wow. Spooky summer transitioning into spooky fall. Wow. Absolutely love it. And I think you guys are going to like this movie. Ooh, I'm excited. But before we get into it, did anything scary happen to us this week? Real quick for me, um, the scary thing was that Tim, my husband, uh, asked that we watch a reality TV show because mm. he's been listening to a bunch of interviews with Nikki Glaser. <laughs> Okay. Okay. She's been doing a whole press tour, I guess, hitting up all our favorites. She was on Mark Marin. She was on Conan. She was on, a, I don't know, something else. And she's promoting this reality TV show that's on HBO that she hosts called F Boy Island. Have you guys heard of this? I've heard of F Boy Island. Yeah. I have heard of it. Elon Gale's one of the creators. I feel like I talk about Elon Gale a lot. <laughs> you really do. I would never know who Elon Gale is were it not for you. Yeah. What else did he create or she? Who he, is he, he was like one of the main producers on The Bachelor during a golden era. And then he wrote, I believe, an episode or two of Midnight Mass. And he was oh. he was in made it, a cameo right? of in Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Yeah, you so, do talk about Elon Gale a lot. <laughs> well, he was in he was involved in two things that we covered yeah yeah or no i guess just one <laughs> but still <laughs> weirdly midnight mass comes up all the time <laughs> i guess i just closely follow his career <laughs> and so i know that he made fboy island <laughs> he's just a memorable name too i don't know that you necessarily talk about him more than anybody else so much as it's just it's st- elon gale you know it like sticks mm. in my mm-hmm. head when it's mentioned mm-hmm. yeah and if anyone hasn't watched fboy island it's um so far deeply entertaining yeah i've heard it's a lot of fun it's the concept is it's three women looking for love and there are 24 men which Mm -hmm. i gotta say is a little scary like the ratios overwhelming terrifying i don't i don't like those numbers don't love the numbers um 12 of the 12 of the men are so-called nice guys 12 are f boys and their (laughs) job is to sort out who's the nice guy who are the F boys? And I've never heard F boy said more in my entire life. It's all anyone talks about. Even just now, I'm like, oh my god. Do they even do they say fuck boy on the show or never? Ah, that's a good point. It's on, it's HBO. on HBO. Why couldn't oh, they just call it fuck they, boy? They always say F boy. They probably say fuck boy too, but they mostly say F boy. And it's so funny because <laughs> the conversation, the conversations between them, it's the the woman or whoever it is being like. 
are you an F boy? You seem like an F boy. You have F boy energy. Are like the conversation centers around this idea of being an F boy in a way that is <laughs> revelatory. Like it's like it changes the whole dynamic. And there's something about the show that there it's um you know in The Bachelor it's so constrained and like even on Love Island too it felt like very scripted almost or there's something about FY Island where things are being said that well, are a little, a little surprising. Okay. I think a first season of things that happens cuz yeah. First season of Love Island is real loose too and I think if you go back to the earlier seasons of Bachelor the same can be said. Uh-huh. First seasons are the Wild West. I think on The Bachelor they can probably I know they're like getting drunk they're drinking a bunch but on Love Island I know they're limited with how much they can drink. Two drinks a day. Yeah, that's really shocking. On Love Island? That yeah, changes isn't the that crazy? Well, that is the opposite of The Bachelor. Bachelor Play has like a minimum. Bachelor, I think it's two drinks an hour, <laughs> which is also insane. But it's really entertaining and it's proving the point, which is that the concept and everything can be extremely fake and the setup's extremely fake. But then you put people in these real situations and they're just humans. And it's so funny to watch. And uh, I'm just shocked that Tim even wanted to watch it. I mean, Nikki Glaser's press tour is really she succeeded doing made well. an impact yeah and i'm having the time of my life so um anyway that's just what i wanted to tell you guys about fboy island i might check it out i have not really been watching much tv these days i don't know i don't know why because you're busy you got movies to watch baby I w- i've been watching more movies you know i've watched four movies in the last 48 hours holy, holy shit. shit i watched this week's movie wasn't even one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've watched a lot. I watched that new Gerard Carmichael directed movie oh. on the count of three with Christopher Abbott in it. Loved it. That one seems sad. Yeah, it is sad. It actually, yeah, it made me feel really, really sad. Yeah, I, no. I, read, I don't like that. I read the plot for that and that was definitely one of mine that it's too sad. Too sad for me to handle. Too sad didn't watch? No. That's pretty much, yeah, my vote on most things. But my scary thing is uh, quite different. (laughs) So it was a real weird one. I was walking around my apartment and I felt something in my foot that hurt like a splinter and walked around with it for a bit and it like started hurting more. And I was like, okay, I got to get the splinter out of my foot. I sat down, got like a little pair of tweezers and was searching for it and couldn't really find it and then eventually found it and it was not a piece of glass it was not a piece of wood it was a cat hair (gasps) (gasps) in like it like a quarter of an inch into my foot a cat hair in your foot Yes, like I had to extract a cat hair from inside. Was it a whisker? All of my foot. No, it was a it was a plain cat hair. How did it have the strength? How did it have the structural strength to get? I don't know. And it's reminding me of like when I drew blood with a piece of sourdough bread and an ice cube, like made of. Paper mache. <laughs> These really low chance of happening things just happen to me sometimes. Ooh, yes. Like it seems like that must be a one in a million chance of a one in a million to, <laughs> to step on a piece of cat hair at such an angle with the correct amount of force that it it goes into your skin. Have you googled this? 
Is this a phenomenon? Is this a thing that happens? Could to people? you Google it? I, w- I would like for you to Google it because cat hair, cat hair, cat in the hair, foot. In hair like a splinter, cat, cat, splinter of cat Spl- hair. Uh huh. <laughs> Let's I real look it up. question mark. <laughs> can, can it be? You can find anything on Reddit. Or is it a glitch in the system? Is your That's body proving hair splinters happen when a strand of hair embeds itself under your skin? This can be painful and lead to an infection. Can hair become a splinter? A hair hair splinters can be asymptomatic or quite painful. Asymptomatic. asymptomatic. I've got an asymptomatic hair splinter. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of. Oh, look! The second one. Did you hear how excited I just got? Yeah. Cor- on Cora. How is it possible for a dog slash cat hair to penetrate the skin of a foot and cause significant pain? <laughs> this has absolutely <laughs> happened. I just Googled because I had a pain on the sole of my foot. Got my flashlight, saw a hair from my chihuahua stuck on my foot. Gave it a little tug because I couldn't believe it was the cause of my discomfort and it hurt. So I pulled again with a good grip from my thumb and my index index finger and it came out. The detail. Wow. A good grip from my thumb and index finger. <laughs> this person should write novels. <laughs> I would I would have never believed this could be true until I found one of my dog's hairs embedded in the top of my foot. Wow, you guys. No, I didn't even think to Google it. I I really just blew past it. Oh, wow. Thinking, well, I'll talk about it on the podcast and that's where I can process this. I don't have to think about this right now in the sure. moment. Sure. And I'm honestly, I'm glad you chose to process this with us because mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. floored. We're <laughs> learning something new. This is all new to us. I mean, I have four cats worth of, of cat hair around. I didn't even know... <laughs> The potential risk. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say it was a cat claw because sometimes I find little cat claws mm. that would make a lot more sense. A hair, a lot more sense. This, I'm shocked. Is shocking. It's I shocking. Know. I hope you guys have good vacuums. Do you? I don't. No, I really. I th- I thought about investing in a better one. Mine's pretty shitty. It's I don't know, kind of the cheapest one you can get on Amazon. <laughs> I think it's worth it when you have pets to get like a Dyson. They're so expensive. Yeah. Basically, every time I vacuum, I'm like, well, this isn't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're just moving shit around. I do, I do need a better one for sure. It gets with four cats. Emily. You know, it's it gets some stuff up. It's basically just we have to just do it very frequently. Yeah. Two days go by and I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's cat hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, <laughs> tell us yours. I, I After this happened, I said. To, to Joel, I said, I don't even think I can say this on the podcast because I've been. I really feel sometimes that I am. A, I will look. It wasn't until I talked about Cheddar Sweets that I realized I maybe mm. am revealing too much of the mm. intimacy mm. of my relationship. We got a lot of DMs about Cheddar Sweets, though. People loved it. They loved the idea. They supported it. I feel like we got it. feedback from both sides. People saying you, people saying yum. Yeah, some people were horrified. But it's really just like, it's a real, I just have, I've shown I feel too much of the inner workings of my home life. But I, I here's the deal. I'm going to do it again. And, and so this is, I mean, this is relatable. People sing to each other. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I need to know. So, but okay. So, you know how like. When you live with someone, any someone, you just 
you you have your own little language you have your own you just like get into your own habits Mm -hmm. things become the same things start to seem normal that are maybe not actually normal Mm -hmm. to anybody else but it's normal for you and that's just fine Mm -hmm. and the the pandemic has been such that most of our time has been inside time and most of our time has been in our home time and so uh, you know what was maybe an occasional at home language has become a 90 percent of the time home language and and but we do go out in the world and so um, so a thing that, that Joel and I do a lot is sing about things, sing a line that could be spoken is is said in song all the often and not any real tune, just sort of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's time for pasta, that sort of stuff. And so <laughs> we went out of the house to dinner the other night and we were we were sitting at the bar and Joel's on one side of me, strangers on the other. And we were talking about something I I don't even remember what, but it had to have been learning in some capacity because I started to sing a song. It's good to learn. It's nice to learn. (laughs) 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 Which is a normal thing that Joel and I do in our home. But Uh I started the song looking at him. And as I was singing, I turned the other way. And someone was like, "Hmm." and the person next to me, looked me right in the eyes and we made direct <laughs> eye contact as I had finished singing this song. And I truly, I think my eyes probably got huge. I turned back to and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> was like, I was so caught and it, and I, I didn't even realize I was doing something weird until I saw it reflected back in a stranger. And was like direct oh, no. eye contact with a stranger oh, is scary, no, no matter what. What is was happening. the stranger like? I feel like you could have just laughed, and it would have been it would have diffused that moment. I, think I looked away too quickly to know. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Um, it just was like I don't like when I have forgotten that I'm out in public. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. happens more and more often now. Where I'm like, oh my god, I mm. forgot I'm not at home. Like I just I'm at home so much. Especially when I'm with Joel, I can be out in public alone and act normal. But if we're out in public, uh oh. But, you know, it's fine. It happens. It happens. This is reminding me, and this is so stupid, whatever, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Silas has been having a real hard time eating sometimes. He just gets really upset when he's in his high chair. He doesn't want to eat. Sure. And so my whole family, we were at the beach last week and, uh, uh, we, I was like desperate trying to feed him something. He wasn't eating literally anything. So finally I made him toast and my mom or my sister, I don't know, someone started singing salty buttery toast, salty buttery toast. And then aren't everyone, me, Tim, my dad, my sister, my mom, the whole kitchen singing salty buttery toast. Look, it's just a more fun thing than talking a lot of the time. And sometimes you just need to sing just to calm yourself down. Sometimes words must be said in song. It's soothing. And I, that's salty buttery toast have been stuck in my head for days and days and days and days and days. It's catchy as hell, Henry. I I had a hard time not singing it just as you. (laughs) Salty buttery toast. (laughs) Who can blame you? 
Well, if you want to throw into your repertoire, it's good to learn. It's nice to learn. You know, you could, that's another <laughs> fun tune. I think it's great. I think you should um, embrace. We need to embrace these sides of ourselves. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel embarrassed. Thank you. <laughs> I think you can just have a, have a little laugh, share a little laugh with that person and say, oh, my God. Can you say it? Oh, God. Oh, well. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> Uh, and I hope you did. All right. Well, a couple of pretty, uh, pretty good weeks. Are <laughs> 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 uh, you looking for that transition into the I, movie? You just couldn't find it. Nope. There, I doesn't exist. I'm not. I'm not good at the transitions. It's interesting. I have to try to do it every week. And you know, usually I'll just go with a. All right. Should we talk about the movie now? Yeah. Let's talk about the movie. Yeah. I don't think no you need transition. to put pressure on yourself to come up. No, you know. No. You, never that's do. a self-prescribed uh, anxiety. We've not. Yeah. We've not. We don't need it. We don't need it. So we're not going to have <laughs> so it. So we're not going to do it. <laughs> but we are going to talk about this week's movie, which is Barbarian, a new release written and directed by Zach Kreger, starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, Justin Long and Richard Brake. And it is in theaters now. Uh, it came out September 9th. And... <sighs> You guys, yet again, we have a exciting surprise, an exciting treat for all of you, which is that we will be speaking with writer-director Zach Kreger himself, and he will be answering some questions about this movie, giving us some behind-the-scenes info, and all that good stuff. So that will be at the end of the recap. Stay tuned for that. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be great. <laughs> We sort of, uh, this is sort of like a director interview podcast now. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> professional <laughs> interviewers. Yeah, yeah. We but we only interviewed directors of movies. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We leveled up really quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you guys know about this movie before we get into it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Isn't that kind of fun? It's so fun. It's my favorite way to find out about a movie. I, I love when I don't know anything. I will say that this movie has a lot of surprises and twists and turns. And it's Ooh. actually very fun to go into blind. So if you are of the brave variety, I mm. highly suggest just going to see this movie before listening. Uh, otherwise, keep listening. And if you go see it first, come back and listen. Don't forget make to sure, come back. Make sure you do listen, but also go see this movie because it's super fun. And I think will be very fun with an audience. But because it's a new release, I don't have any of the stats. And we're actually recording this before it comes out. So I don't have even the Rotten Tomatoes or budget or anything. It's we're really going in oh blind my here. Gosh, Sammy got to go to a screening. Excuse me. I got to go to a screening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're just going to jump straight into this trailer. Wow. I can't wait. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. 
Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. what that looks so good thank god we do this podcast because after watching that trailer i'm like i must know i must Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm, what this movie is about mm -hmm, i will mm -hmm, die mm -hmm. if i don't know what this movie is about (laughs) and i get to i get to know and Ooh, baby. <laughs> I get to find out so soon. I, I truly think this is a perfect movie for this podcast specifically. We love it. We love a twist. We love a surprising horror movie. And it is pretty scary. So I don't Yeah, it think- looks fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks scary. Really it's scary. also pretty funny. Um, Zach is a comedian, and so there's a lot of humor in it, but it's also very scary. Oh my god, I'm excited. I'll see your boyfriend Pennywise is in it. I know. I know. I was going to ask, is he hotter here or in it? Uh, <laughs> I mean... That clown makeup's doing a lot. It's, it's doing a lot? It's really good casting, I'll say, because he is this kind of questionable character you in just it. just don't I think, know if he's scary or not. Yes, exactly. Like, I think he's supposed to be like, well, he's like, he's hot, but he's also... <laughs> pretty scary (laughs) and for the premise of this film of her double booking an airbnb and having to like go into this house with this stranger like i think it's a really good casting choice even specifically that we as the audience know that he is pennywise (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think he's hot in both obviously (laughs) okay all right all right we'll decide after we'll decide Pennywise has a, a real special place in my heart I am so glad I get to know what happens in this movie. I am so... It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is 
crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ooh, happy right now baby let's <laughs> get into it yes. let's do it okay so we start with our protagonist tess this is georgina campbell she is arriving in the middle of the night at an airbnb they're somewhere out of detroit she it's raining uh she's got her suitcase and phone and she's looking to try to find the code for the key box to get into the house uh, figures it out but the key box is empty and she's like fuck god like god damn it calls the airbnb like the number that they gave her goes to voicemail she leaves a message saying i i'm here i can't get inside and Goes back in her car. She's like shivering and wet now. And then she sees a light inside turn on. Goes back up to the house, knocks on the door like, what the fuck? Who's in there? And a man opens the door and he looks kind of groggy, like he's been sleeping. And he's like, hello. She says, who who are you? And he gives her an equally like what the fuck look and is like who are you you are knocking on my door in the middle of the night she says is this 476 barbary and he says i think so i don't know and she's like you don't know your address and he's like i I rented this place Uh, sorry i don't have the address memorized but basically they figure out that through different booking websites they've both booked the same place she doesn't know what to do about it and mm. he get back in your car and go somewhere else sorry that's what you do about it just saying uh, she, i mean she says that she she's like okay sorry i guess i'll leave and 
he says, I don't know if you got a good look at this place, but we're in a pretty um, shitty part of town. If you want to like come in and just use the Internet to look and see if you can find a hotel or something. And she decides to go in mm. and or he's like, we'll call the people and figure this out. Call these idiots that double booked us. So she she looks really reluctant. She looks nervous. She doesn't want to go in, but she agrees and she goes inside. She stays uh, in the living room, sits on the couch and they're going back and forth saying, is this the phone number you have for the person who booked this for you? They say, yeah, same number. I already called them. They're not answering. Are you suspicious of this guy at all? Yes, but a normal amount of suspicious, like you would be, you know, for any man that you're about to go into an enclosed space with. Yeah. He's a creepy looking guy. He's like equal parts hot and creepy, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. It's doing both. And so yeah. part of you is like, mm, I don't know. He's also very tall, like all the Scars guards. They're tall, just big, big, big men. men. And so we're for sure suspicious. She's definitely suspicious. She doesn't want to be mm -hmm. there. She's very quickly on her phone making calls to all the hotels in the area. He introduces himself as Keith. She says, my name's Tess. He says, oh, that's a really pretty name. And you can tell it like she doesn't like that. He said that mm -mm. she calls one hotel. They're fully booked. Also, like, is it Tess? It's a nice name. It's a name. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like... <laughs> Tess isn't, I think Tess is a good name, but Tess, it's just a sound. It's, it's really a simple name. It's very weird to be like, that's so pretty. Like, I'm going to be like, ew, what's your deal, weirdo? And he doesn't say that's so pretty. He says it pretty offhand. He's like, that's a pretty name. And kind of right, moves well, on. And everything's like very weird. subtle. Yes. I mean, she clocks it for sure. She's like, mm, don't love that. He then offers, can I make you some tea? He's like, there's a bottle. Of, they left a bottle of wine here. He shows it to her with a little bow <laughs> on it. And he's like, just saying, I don't know. I just want you to know since we both booked this place like this is i guess just as much your wine as it is my wine type of thing and she's mm -hmm. like i'm fine i'm fine no you don't have to make me tea no i don't want any of the wine and she's calling more hotels and then eventually he says oh oh shit i just remembered there's a convention in town like i think probably that's why all the hotels are full Ugh. and she is seems like frustrated and Clearly doesn't want to stay there, but she says, I think at one point she's like, maybe I'll sleep in my car or something. And he's like, that's not going to be safe. Uh, he's like, you can you can sleep here. You can sleep in the bedroom. There's a lock on the door. I'll sleep on the couch. And she's hesitant, but eventually agrees. And she says <laughs> that she's got to she wants to wash the sheets first because it's clear that he was already sleeping. She woke him up in like the middle of the night. So he already was sleeping in them. And so he takes them off and they start doing laundry and they're talking for a bit longer before they go to bed uh, while she's in the room as he's like putting the uh, bedding in the washer. She finds his wallet and driver's license takes a photo of it his name is keith on the driver's license so he wasn't lying about it but she takes a photo when she comes back out he is sitting at 
the dining table with two glasses of wine or two glasses Mm. and the bottle of wine. And he's sitting like sitting up straight, looking nervous. And she's looks a little suspicious, like what's going on. And he stumbles with his words a bit. And he says, "I, I, I wanted to wait for you to open the wine Because I thought if you didn't see me opening the wine, you wouldn't want to have any of the wine. So the only way we could have the wine together is if you saw me open it, which I totally understand. Like, that's totally fair for you to think that. So I just didn't want you to think that I put anything in the wine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because earlier earlier he did make her tea and she didn't drink any of it. He's like, I just noticed you didn't drink any of your tea, which makes a lot of sense. I get it. And I think that's probably really smart. But if you did want to have some wine, you could see me open it and you could see that it would be safe for you to drink it. She says, it's fine. I don't want any wine. Like, don't worry about it. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to have some wine. And he opens the bottle, pours himself a glass and they just are sitting and talking while they're waiting for the bedding to dry. And he asks her what she's in town for. And she's there for an interview to be a documentary filmmaker's research assistant or something. And he asks what documentary filmmaker has she made anything that I would know of? And she says this like very small film about jazz called, I don't know, Blue Streets or something like that. And he's like, oh, I loved that movie. She kind of rolls her eyes like you haven't seen nobody's seen that movie. And he's like, yeah, with the kids that play on the rooftops, like I've seen he like says specific details about the movie. She's like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Like nobody I've ever spoken to has known what that movie is. And he's like, well, what's this documentary about that you guys are making? And she says it's about the music scene here in this part of Detroit and how people are moving to the outskirts to build like jazz communes or something. I don't know. I didn't don't quite quite understand. But uh, he says, oh, that's so cool. You know who you should interview for that. And she says, who? And he says, me. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm like, it's me that is doing that. Like I'm and he says some organization, jazz organization. He's like, I started that organization. And she her eyes get wide. She's like, no fucking way. Like, I know of you. And that's so crazy. That's what a small world. What are you doing in an Airbnb? I thought you lived in the places. And he's like, well, we're out like looking for new places to stay. So I'm like out scouting, basically. And she like totally relaxes because now she knows who he is. Oh, God. Hard cut to them now on the couch, both with glasses of wine, laughing, chatting. And she's telling him how being a man and being a woman is so different. And it's so crazy that he he just let her in. (laughs) And he says, like, he says, you wouldn't if it were if it were you that got here first, you wouldn't have let me me in. And she's like, hell no, I wouldn't have let you in. You think I'm fucking insane? Like, of course not. Like I, I would be terrified. Like, and they have this, like, they're like flirting now. It's getting cute. Why You don't feel quite so stressed, uh, but you know, with mm-hmm. a little, still a little hint of suspicion and mm-hmm. the bed sheets finish drying and, they go to the room to 
put them on and he does this thing where he puts himself inside the duvet cover <laughs> as a way oh, to, uh -huh. as a way to flip it out and it's like pretty cute like it's like i need your help like ho help me find corner and corner and he goes like Whoa, and like wiggles it off and he's like that's how you do it and they're like a little tipsy and laughing about it and by the end of this they've had like a pretty nice evening but they're she's got an interview in the morning and so she's like all right well i better get to bed and there's a little lingering moment between them where it's kind of like, are they going to kiss or? And then they're like, OK, good night. Good night. And she goes to bed uh. and she does not lock that door. Uh. God damn it. She trusts him now. Uh. You got to lock it anyway. You uh, yeah. always lock it. Always lock it. Be safe. It's maybe also because she's a little bit drunk. Maybe she just forgot. But we right. definitely oh. notice that she does not lock the door. Damn it. Middle of the night, that door creaks open. No. <laughs> no. She wakes up, notices it, like looks out into the living room and can see Keith sleeping on the couch. And he's kind of moaning like he's having a nightmare. And she gets up. And is tiptoeing tip towards him, looking around like, what the fuck? Who opened the door? And he's like very clearly deep in sleep, having a nightmare and tossing and turning. And she goes to wake him up and he jumps awake. And it really scares her and really scares him. And he like starts yelling at her like, what the fuck are you doing? And she said, my door's open. Did you just open my door? And he's like, what? Like, no, I'm asleep. Why, why are you touching? Why did you come and touch me? <laughs> like he, he's like also <laughs> seems really freaked out by it. And she's like, somebody opened my door. And he's like, well, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, there's nobody here. I didn't do it. And she's like, I'm sorry. She like is embarrassed. So it's like pretty clear that he didn't do it. Like he was very much asleep. And she goes back into her room and, and this time does lock the door. Okay, great. Goes to sleep. Love it. Great. Wakes up Great. the next morning and there's a note from Keith. He's gone already. He went to whatever his like scouting thing note from him saying had a nice time last night. Please um, leave the key in the lockbox. Um, I'll be back later and see you. See you when I get back. They're both staying another night. And so she gets ready for her interview, heads out and we see the street in daylight now for the first time and it, it it looks rough everything is abandoned these are like run down buildings literally nobody else and no other inhabitants here mm. a lot of horror movies take place in detroit yeah wasn't, it follows is um, also detroit i wasn't um, um the, the, the don't breathe don't breathe don't breathe mm -hmm. detroit yeah yeah so she goes to goes into town for her interview and she's scrolling through her phone. And I just thought this was funny. Her, she's on Zach Kreger's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Fun Instagram cameo. And then the woman comes. The interview looks like it goes really well. We just like see them talking through the gr glass. She comes back out. They're saying their goodbye. She's like, the woman is saying so great to meet you. Like, we'll definitely be in touch. And where are you staying? And she says the name of the 
neighborhood she's in and the woman is clearly very concerned by that she's like you're joking right why are you staying there and she says i'm just at like a it's a pretty cute little airbnb and the woman is so confused by this like there's airbnbs there that's like (laughs) what and she just says okay well be careful and she says i have a roommate like it's fine and she's okay (laughs) okay okay she's like okay (laughs) Does she tell her who her roommate is? Wouldn't she like bring that up? Wouldn't that be like the first thing you say? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe she's going to wait till she gets the job first. Mm, okay. But yeah, maybe it could have helped her, helped her get the job. It does seem like she's going to be getting the job. Yeah. But no, she doesn't seem to, to mention it. But she goes home afterwards and Keith is still gone. She gets out of her car and as she is walking to the front door, we see a man running down the street, yelling, to, like running towards her. And he's yelling, little girl, little girl. And oh she is freaking out and like, oh, no, because the keys are in the lockbox and she's freaking out. And she has to like type in the code into the lockbox. One of those very stressful scenes where she's mm-hmm. like, fuck, 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 trying to get the keys. And he's like right there. She gets inside just in time and is closing the closes and locks the door. He's banging on it, saying, little girl, get come out that house. little girl, get out that house. And <laughs> she calls the police. They won't send anybody. She He like eventually leaves and she's like, I think he's gone. I can't see him, but can't you send someone to check? And they're like, if there's nobody there, like we're not sending anyone. What? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they don't come. Oh, God. Was he trying to warn her? Yeah, for sure. He's trying to warn her. <laughs> this is like the classic gas station the or something. The warning attendant. from a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> So she's she's also scared. She's pretty freaked out and is kind of nervously waiting for Keith to get home. She goes pee and the ba- <laughs> the bathroom is out of toilet paper. <laughs> she goes pee. Not, I'm not just including that for it's because the toilet paper thing. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. I did actually kind of enjoy the shot of her peeing is just such a, a vulnerable thing that I feel mm-hmm. like in a horror yeah. movie, it is just inherently scary to see someone peeing because it's like, well, something mm-hmm. bad's going to happen right now because your pants are down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pants mm-hmm. are down. It's going to take you a minute. And she notices there's no toilet paper. She's looking around in all the cabinets. There's nothing. And she finds this one door that, that she hasn't looked in yet. And it's a basement door. Mm-hmm. And of okay. course, she can see toilet paper in the basement right at the t- right at the bottom of the stairs. And so she goes down to grab it. And as she does, the hallway door closes behind her (gasps) and it's automatically locked. And so now she is is locked in this basement. Wow, it's on. That's fucked up. Fucked up. up. And she is... Thinking like, okay, I got to call Keith, realizes she left her phone (gasps) on the table after she called the cops, doesn't have her phone with her. And she's like, well, he's going to come home eventually. I'll just wait here on the stairs, basically. But realizes she did not put the keys back in the lockbox for (gasps) him. And so the house is locked and Keith will not be able to get back in. 
Fuck. So she, there's a little basement window, like a floor ground level window that's high for her that she's kind of can see basically right where the front door is, but she can't get up to it. It's too high. And she's just sitting on the stairs looking around like this place is fucking creepy. It's, uh, you know, standard looking. Yeah. Yeah. Dusty basement scary Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and as she's kind of looking around she notices a rope coming out of the wall looks at it confused oh god grabs it pulls it it's a trap door (laughs) of course it is she opens it opens into a dark hallway she looks into it oh my god and goes, nope, which is <laughs> funny after nope just came out. But mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. she says, nope, it's just a real thing. Yep. Goes back to sit on the stairs. But it's, you know, an hour later, she's like down there for a while. And eventually she comes up with a plan to. She makes a good little contraption where there's a ceiling light in the middle of the basement. She finds a floor mirror that she uses to reflect the ceiling light into the dark hallway. And she's able to use that to illuminate it. And she sees that there's another door in the hallway. She sees the glint of the door handle in there. And she thinks maybe, possibly, that could be a way out. I hate this. So she uses a little ladder and a bucket and some like weights to put the mirror in place so that it continues lighting the hallway for her. And she walks into that hallway. <gasps> we get uh, scary music. <laughs> it's uh, The music is actually great. Um, but she walks in slowly and eventually gets to that door, opens it, and oh man, this room... <laughs> Oh no, oh no, oh no. There's a light switch, fluorescent lighting, you better believe it. Oh no, oh no. This room just has a twin size nasty bed with just the mattress on it, stained mattress. Oh. A video camera aimed at the bed. (gasps) And a dirty bucket. Oh god. (laughs) That's fucked up. Up. That room is terrifying. She that is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Is absolutely terrified. Runs back, sees Keith coming home now, and is banging on the glass window. Keith, Keith, Keith. He notices her, kind of laughs. Like, what are you? What are you doing down there? She's like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck down here, and he can't get in. But they are able to press on the glass from either side and like open it. As so, enough so that she can hand him or no I can't, does she have she has the keys yes she has the keys with her mm. so she hands him okay. the keys okay. so he's able okay. to get in and let her in and she is like level 10 fucking panicked freaking out she's like we gotta go pack your shit like we're getting out of here she starts packing her shit he has no idea what the fuck's going on he's like whoa 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 calm down what happened she's like there's a room downstairs with a bed in it and a bucket and like we need to go something's happening in this house and he's not yeah. like not really sure what to make of it he's like Tess you need to calm down like I don't know what's going on and he says this line he says I'm sorry if I'm not taking what you're saying seriously but I didn't see what you saw 
which I think is a pretty good line. And he, she's like, I'm I do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm leaving. And he's like, will you wait? Can, can I go see it? So I know what you saw. <gasps> no, no, no. And will you wait to make sure I get out no. because you got locked in there? I don't want to get locked in there. And she's like, okay, fine. I'm staying up here three minutes. Go look at it. And then we're leaving. He's like, okay. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Why is this called Barbarian? I just am so deeply curious. We haven't gotten there yet. Part of the reason it's called Barbarian is the street is 476 Barbary. So there are barbarians on the street. (laughs) And... So he goes in, he takes a little like cell phone flashlight or something and goes in to the basement, goes down. He's gone for a minute. She's not hearing him like say anything, react to anything. Eventually she calls after him. Keith, do you see it? He calls back. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, come back up now stops responding Keith Mm -hmm. nothing he's not responding anymore she starts fucking freaking out Keith like really yelling and he's not responding she slowly goes back down no and she looks no don't go back down simply do not simply do not and he's nowhere he's not down there and she goes, looks in the room with the bed in the bucket. He's not in there. He is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no. To be seen. And she's very freaked out and like on her way to get out of the room. Uh-huh. She bumps into another door, an even more hidden door within the hidden door, pulls it back and it leads to a now stone staircase that's going way down underground, oh very dark. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it looks almost like the entrance to a mining shaft type thing. And she looks so scared. She has her little cell phone light lighting it up. She's yelling, Keith, Keith. And eventually hears, Help! Tess, help. No, 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 no. If he's gone, if he's gone, if you're looking down there and you don't see him, two two things are possible. He's a bad guy or a bad guy. Or there's him. another bad guy. <laughs> so, so you gotta, you can't, you gotta, you can't. <laughs> I got, I, <laughs> Don't poke around. Oh. Don't poke. Don't scream. Don't call attention to yourself. You mean don't walk down a hallway screaming, Keith, 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 where are you? Yeah. Um. You Yeah, you turn right around. If I see a room with a single bed in it and a bucket, you better believe there's no way in hell I'm going back in that no. room no matter what. No matter what. No, of course not. Especially not for someone you just met. No. Who's a, who's like a tall man? You know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe if one you of you met. had gone down into that basement to have exactly. to take a look at that room. First of all, exactly. I'm slapping you across the face, and I'm saying, no, 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 you don't go down there. But if you insist, and then you stop responding, and you're not in that room, maybe then, maybe then, as I'm calling the police, as they have been dialed, yes, I go down and look for you. But they, I have made a call. 
Oh, for and sure. And I expect you to do the same. Yeah, oh, for she sure, does for not. Sure, for sure, for sure. She does not. She go. She goes down. She goes down those steps, those stone oh, steps into what? the darkness. Still screaming, Keith. Oh my God. He's yelling, Tess, Tess, over here. Oh God. Like, what does she imagine happened to him? That he wandered through another room and then fell? I don't know. She seems very, very scared. I'm sure she's not thinking straight. Sure. But it looks like there's a lot of tunnels down here. It's big. It's a lot of space. And as she's walking through them to her right at one point, she sees a bunch of empty cages with like dog bowls in them. Oh, no. What? (laughs) No. Is trembling, terrified, getting closer to Keith's screams and is being a little quieter now, like, Keith, Keith, what? That'll do it. And eventually he, on his hands and knees, like, is crawling towards her. It's quite a scary shot. He, like, comes out of the darkness at her and he looks absolutely terrified. He's like, shh, 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 shh. She's like, stop yelling, stop yelling. And she's going, Keith, what's happening? She's being too loud, way too loud. And he's like, shut up, shut up, there's somebody else. Here, there's somebody here. And she's what? like, come on, wait, we got to go back. We got to go back. We got to get go this what? way. And he's like, no, 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 that's the way. That's the way she came from. That's the way she's from. He's trying to go back deeper into the tunnels. And she's what? saying, no, 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 the way out is here. Like, I just came from the way what? out. And before they can choose what direction to go, we hear a loud screech. And from the darkness comes a very tall, large, naked woman. (laughs) And she grabs Keith's head and bashes it into the wall over and over and over and over, completely pulverizing his head. And we just see Tess's face watching this in terror. Cut to black. (gasps) What? Okay, wait. A tall woman. Is she a normal sized tall woman? Yeah, how or is she tall like, are we talking? A, like massive she looks tall pretty woman. Pretty massive. It, uh, pretty massive, yeah. I'd say is like, she like human looking? Yes. Maybe like a like a Javier Botet type size. Okay. Okay, and, and so Keith is dead. Keith's absolutely dead, yes. Wow, so Keith wasn't bad. Keith wasn't bad. Keith wasn't bad. I really thought Keith was bad. I really I thought know, he was that's bad. That's part of the I fun. Love, that's part of the fun. I love that. But uh-oh. Uh-oh. But, uh-huh. So, okay, cut to black. We come up. We're on the California coast. Fun music is playing. Uh, the sun is shining. We see Justin Long driving oh, along I PCH. Justin. I forgot Justin Long's in this. In a convertible. This is AJ. He gets a phone call on his car. Uh, system. What do you call that? <laughs> Your Bluetooth? System. The Bluetooth? Yeah. And it's his agents, and he's like, hit me! Like, what's going on, guys? Like, very upbeat. This guy's loving life. They say, AJ, like, we have some, we have some news. There's been a bit of a development. Like, are you, uh, sitting down <laughs> type of thing? And he, his demeanor changes. Like, what's going on? What are you talking about? And they're saying, well, he's like, is it something about the pilot? Like, what's, did something happen with the pilot? And they say, well, yeah. Um, Megan, the main actress in the pilot, has there has been an accusation 
And he says, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, an accusation against me? She said, they say yes it's a it's a man and a woman that are on the phone and they're like very like hollywood agent being like aj aj like it's okay like but just like pay attention like shy 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 (laughs) yeah 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 and he's like well what what does this mean for the pilot and they say well uh, you know they'll be doing a thorough investigation and in the meantime we're all just gonna sit tight and see what happens and uh he's like well like I was the first person signed on to this pilot. They can't, I I'm involved in it obviously. And they say, you know, I'm not sure that might not be the case anymore. And he says, are you saying that they are going to fire me? And they say, that seems pretty much like the most likely outcome. Yes. We want to make sure we handle this professionally. And he starts freaking out and calling Megan a fucking bitch. It's like, that fucking Ooh. bitch, what did she say? What did she oh, say? God. And they're like, well... Uh, and he's like, what, did she fucking say I raped her? Oh, Jesus oh, my Christ. God. And the woman agent says, yes. She's oh. saying that she raped her. And he just goes silent. Then they say, there's one other thing. There's going to be an article in the newspaper tomorrow about this like she talked to a reporter it's going to come out tomorrow like you should know about that as well he just goes silent says i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to call you guys back hangs up pulls over to the side of the road and just like stares into the ocean then we cut to him at his accountant's accountant's office basically going over the financial implications of this he's now having two court cases one with Megan and a countersuit, and each of the court cases have an estimated cost of something like seventy five thousand. And he's talking to his count- accountant. What's this? What does this mean for me? And he says, basically, you're going to be bankrupt in pro- like probably three months. And he's freaking out and saying like what 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 can i do and what about the my properties in michigan like i could sell those and they he says well those will buy you a little bit more time but not much like those aren't super high value properties and we also like nothing personal but we are also going to be dropping you and we suggest that you find new um financial management oh wow He's like indignant about all this, like laughing, like, oh, my God, what a fucking joke. This fucking bitch ruining my life. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. God. I guess which property he owns. (laughs) I also love this for Dustin Long because I feel like he is such a nice guy in every role he ever takes. all around in this film is great. Yeah, it's very fun. The idea of him being like, oh, this bitch, like, Mm -hmm. I just don't. It, like I, I can't even picture it. It's also good because it. This was interesting for me, and I feel like a good reflecting moment for me. Like I, I think because of that, also immediately was like, well, it's maybe not true. Right, uh-huh. right, right, right. Yeah. Like Justin Long is a nice guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're immediately seeing Bill Skarsgård and going, oh, don't trust him. Don't yeah, trust exactly. him. Don't trust him. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. So the next day, the article comes out. We see him now renting a car. He has flown to Detroit. He's going out to those properties. He is liquidating his assets. And he 
arrives at the house for 7-6 Barbary. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people's shit there. Like, I mean, not a bunch of people's. Uh, Tess's Two. and Ke- Keith's. Yeah, all their stuff is still there. Their suitcases are open. You know, the bottle of wine is still out. Like, very clearly, people have been here. He calls the property manager. What's going on? Are people here right now? The woman checks and the system says, no, nobody. The last people were there a couple weeks ago. And he says, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, there's people's stuff here. Do I have squatters? And the woman says, like, the cleaners come before the next guests, not after the guests. So he's like, well, that's crazy. What if someone had vandalized the place? That's such a dumb fucking system. He's kind of yelling at her. She hangs up on him and is like, have a nice day, sir. And he's, yeah, just clearly pissed about this as well. And cut to him at a bar. So he's meeting up now with what we can maybe assume are some high school or college friends, maybe. And they're in a crowded bar. It's loud. And he's drinking a beer with his friend. And his friend is Zach Kreger. (laughs) Another Ah. fun little cameo. Great. And he's saying like, no, but man, just like, tell me what really happened. Like, I read the article, but tell me what happened. He's like, well, obviously I didn't do it. And he's like, yeah, 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 obviously, obviously. I just want to like hear what you like, what really happened because you're my friend and I want to know like that everything's cool. And he's like, yeah, 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 totally. Um, it was totally cool. She was like way into it. And oh God, he's like, oh God, he's like, well, did she ever like say no? And AJ says, well, yeah, at first, but like, you know, I'm pretty persistent. And then she was like into it. And then she was like really into it. Ew. And it's like a very gross conversation. Ew. He gets home afterwards, very drunk, and calls Megan. Oh, God. It goes to voicemail. He leaves a drunk call, a drunk voicemail saying, Megan, I'm so sorry if you think something bad happened. I'm not even mad at you. I just want to apologize. If you call me, I'll apologize to you. We can clear this up. Like, I'm sorry if you think I did something wrong. And really not a good move <laughs> having this phone call. Ew, 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 Fuck. But I gotta say, from where in this moment I'm like, cool, Justin Long. I don't know why I'm like so impressed that he took this role yeah. of just like a disgusting person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Good for you, Justin. Yeah. Then he passes out, wakes up the next morning. Is he staying? Where is he staying? Yeah, he's at Bar- he's at Barbary four seven six Barbary. Okay, 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 okay. He's at the same house, mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. hears something sounding like it's coming from the basement, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he sees that the basement door is open, and is like, "What the fuck?" Gets a flashlight and a knife, and calls down into the basement, like if anyone's down there, because again, he thinks he has squatters, and. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. I have a gun. He doesn't. But he starts going down. The The hidden doors, the trap door is closed, but he also finds the rope and opens it and slowly walks into the first hidden hallway and mm-hmm. finds the room with the bed and the video camera. Hard cut to him Googling, can you list underground rooms in square footage? Stop it. <laughs> 
Stop and it. he is not scared at all. He is delighted by the <gasps> potential effect it might have on his finances That's being able to list his home. So crazy. That's really funny. That's really, really <laughs> funny. Especially with that conversation they had at the beginning of like, it's so different being a man and a woman. Uh-huh. And being like, oh, yes. I can't wait to make my money off this room. Yeah. So he grabs a tape measure. It starts going down, measuring all these rooms. And as he's measuring that room, he bumps into the second door and opens that. And he's just like, jackpot like holy oh shit my and he's God. going he's walking the same steps that Tess wait walked. this is yeah, very funny exact this is hilarious. opposite attitude it's so funny this is hilarious just like measuring all these things going like oh what the like each room being like what the fuck hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> just like measuring it just seeing dollar signs like oh my god my house is a mansion a secret mansion <laughs> oh my god not scared at all And then in one of the hallways, he sees a room open with a purplish glow emanating from it. And he hears a little noise and he's like, "Hmm, what's this room now? And as he's walking towards it, the tape measure is like pulled from his hands. We just hear something pulling on it. And that it's like someone's pulling it so that oh. it's extending further. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! And he drops he's it. Deep in the basement now. He's deep in. He's in the. He's in the underground part. Yeah. He's yeah. in the. <sighs> in the part that looks like a mine. Mm-mm. And he looks into the room with the purple glow, and it's a. It's a TV playing an instructional video on how to nurse a baby. It's a woman nursing a baby, stroking its face, saying this should be a calm, soothing process. This is perfectly natural. And he it's like he reacts to the smell in the room. It obviously smells very bad. And there's a lot of blankets on the ground. Oh, my God. What is happening? (laughs) Oh, my God. And then the same naked woman eventually runs out, grabs him, knocks him out. Also cut to black. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is insane. This is insane. And now we come back up on a bright, colorful shot of the same house, 476 Barbary, in like the 70s or 80s, like when this street was at its prime. Mm -hmm. We're back in time now. And I actually think this is the scariest part of the movie. (laughs) Okay, well, great. I'm braced. And we see a man leaving the house and driving to a store. This is Richard Brake, who is, he's in Mandy. He's the chemist in Mandy. I just really love Richard Brake. Mm. I think he's great. And he drives to the store. We see him buy that instructional video that we mm. saw playing oh in okay. the room. Mm-hmm. A woman at the store asks if he needs help. He says, yes, I have a, oh a baby on the way. So she helps him get diapers, plastic sheets, all baby supplies. He's super creepy, too. You know who else he plays is the Night King in Game of Thrones. He gets all the stuff and then he gets in his car as if he's about to leave. And he reverses out of the spot and pauses and sees a woman in a yellow dress getting into her car, packing her car up. And he just sits there and waits for her uh, to finish packing her car up and then follows her home. No. And we see him now parked across the street oh, oh, from her house as she goes inside. He gets out of his car, goes into the 
trunk and gets a workwear uniform, like a mm-hmm. LA mm-hmm. DWP type uniform, mm-hmm. goes and knocks on her door, says, no. ma'am, we've had some outages in the area. No. Fuck. Is Christ. it okay if we come and make sure everything's working? Nope. No, it's not okay. No. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> so it's middle of the day. She lets him in. He goes into a bathroom and just unlocks the bathroom window and then goes back up to her and says, thank you so much. Everything looks fine, but do let us know if anything is Mm. out of order. And he goes back to his house and one of his neighbors is tells him that they're moving away, saying like this place is basically going to shit like this neighborhood is about to go down in value. We're getting out while we can. And. He says, uh, I'm, I'm not leaving. Mm. Oh, my God. This movie is stressing me out. It's so very stressful. Much. This is, uh, you know, what's great about it, though, is that I have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. I know. That's what's so fun. That's why it's like a good one for the podcast. It's very yeah. unpredictable. It's deeply mm. unpredictable. I love it. Except for what's probably about to happen to this woman, at least in the immediate. I feel like I can predict <laughs> that part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't see it, luckily. Cut back to present day. We see uh, Justin Long, AJ, is in a pit, basically, like a dirt pit with a metal grate on top of it. So he's locked Mm -hmm. in here and he has fallen onto his knife because he had the like knife in his pocket or something. And so his arm is all fucked up stab wound and he's freaking out like in pain and then from the shadows pops out Tess Tess is still alive and she's like saying you need to calm down you need to calm down you need to stay calm if you freak out she freaks out and he's like what the fuck is going on what's going on and she's like and then they hear the the woman the mother is what she's called oh (laughs) my god mother coming and she comes and she sticks a baby bottle down through the grate and starts shoving it into AJ's face. Oh it has like God. nasty hairs on the nipple. And he refuses to drink it. Tess is under her breath going like, drink it, drink it. You have to drink it. And she's shoving it in his face. He won't do it. She turns it around and offers it to Tess. Tess drinks from it obediently and is like acting like she loves it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't didn't see this coming. <laughs> is, this, is, is it the woman with the yellow dress? I think it is. But how'd she get so big? <laughs> <laughs> how'd she get so big? And... <gasps> The mother then turns it back to AJ. AJ still won't drink it. Tess is saying she wants you to be her baby. Like, you have to drink it. And because AJ refuses, the mother rips the grate off the top and jumps in. And it's like such a loud thump. Like, she's big. And she... How did she get so big? (laughs) She is in there now with them, hovering over AJ and she grabs him, like throws him over her shoulder and jumps out with him and leaves Tess in there alone with it open. Jumps out? Like, is she superhuman? Or maybe she climbs out. I can't remember. But she's definitely she, huge. She and does have a, a human man over her shoulder. And she's yeah. also surviving down there with no no sustenance at all. Uh, yeah. Wow. 
We're going to find we're going to find out. I besides hope. these yeah. humans that she's eating. And why did she turn on our adorable Bill Skarsgård so quickly? He didn't even have I time know. to show that he could be a good little baby. I know. I know. It's too bad. I know. He probably would have been a great little baby. <laughs> oh, into little babies. And she takes AJ into that room with the, the no. stinky room with the blankets. And she rubs her finger on his nose the way the person <gasps> in the instructional video is doing to their Ew. baby. Oh, and she's God. going, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Sammy. And she holds him and starts putting her boob in his uh-huh. mouth. No. He's screaming. We see while this is happening, Tess is able to climb out of the pit. She is like starting to run away. She has to pass this room that this is happening in. So she sees this happening, eyes wide, terrified, decides like, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. I don't care about this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Learned her lesson and she just like keeps running to try to leave and runs right onto that measuring tape it makes a very loud noise obviously alerts mother mother chases her she runs in she's got like a good head start but she runs into the basement and the basement door is locked it's closed she can't get back into the house she's banging it it's not working and so she she just goes to that window she like quickly moves something below it for her to climb onto breaks the window just like with her hand full panic mode like doing whatever the fuck she's like i'm gonna do what it takes to get out of there crawls out of this little window just in the nick of time. And we see Mother get there right afterwards, reaching out. But Mother's like too big to fit. Can't get out. Too big? Too big to get through the window? <laughs> it's a small, it's a small little window. Um, like just barely big enough for Tess. And as she gets out, the man that chased her earlier grabs her and is like, come on, come on this way. Like, I will uh, I can help you. Like, <gasps> oh, no. Is so, it the bad guy? Is it the bad guy from the 70s? No. no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, it's like a homeless man that that chased her earlier. That was like, get, okay. get out of that house, little girl. Okay. And I know, but I didn't know if it was the same guy. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's not the same God. guy. They stand and talk for a Like, she's like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? And he explains to her. He's like, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And she's like, someone's still in there. We need to call the police. Someone needs to come. Like, he's going to die. She's going to kill him. And he's like, if she's if he's still down there, like, she's he's as good as dead. Like, he, she's going to kill him. We need to get out of here. And he says, she's not even the worst thing down there. We need to go. And Tess refuses and says, no, I need to go get help. No. Leave. <laughs> And it's still daytime. And he says to her, okay, just he he shows her him. They're like walking, I think. And he shows her where he lives, like his little um, he lives inside like a abandoned like silo looking thing. I don't know. Like it's like an industrial looking part of the street. And she's like, I'm going to go get help. I can't just I can't just leave him to die. I'm going to call the police. Like, do you have a phone? He's like, no, I don't have a phone. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go find a phone. And he says, whatever you do, just don't be around when it gets dark. That's when she comes out. We see now that as mother was ch- trying to catch Tess, AJ has taken that opportunity to also run. So now he's running in a lot of the tunnels. He doesn't know which way's out. He's like totally lost. and finds Uh a 
uh, a bell tied to wire basically looks like a little um, bell that someone could ring from a room and he follows it and he finds Mm -hmm. another door in these hallways. Uh -uh. And as he does, he sees mother now running down the halls towards him Mm -hmm. and he's got the knife still. I think he's like bracing himself to have to fight mother. But when she sees where he is, she starts to look really scared no! and she <laughs> backs away. And we like, see it's like, it's a very creepy shot of her like coming and get like coming into the light and then kind of cowering back out of the <gasps> light. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And then we see Tess has, run to a gas station and a nearby gas station and asks to use their phone she looks like crazy she's you know like covered in dirt and sweaty and she's been down there for like weeks, weeks right yes. that's the assumption yeah because yeah. they were the last people mm-hmm. so it really just was a fucking airbnb mix-up mm-hmm. it was at the beginning it was an airbnb mix-up mm-hmm. 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 god damn it and so she is able to get the phone and, and a phone from them and call the police. Cut back to AJ now goes into this room. No. It is looks like a bedroom. Okay. TV is on on just like the blue screen. Like nothing yep. is actually playing. Scary. He's looking around on the countertops and finds that yellow dress we saw earlier. Oh, Jesus Christ. And as he's looking at that, like, where am I? He hears a cough behind him and we turn Uh and we see uh, his name's Frank, the man from the flashback, who is now like very old, like Uh 90 in bed, rotting away, immobile, like he's not a threat. He can't move. And AJ immediately assumes like this man is a victim (laughs) and like runs to his side like, oh, my God, man. Like, are you okay? Like, we got to get out of here. We got to tell everybody what's going on down here. That woman, like, she's so she's so crazy. We're going to get our vengeance on that woman. Like, she can't do this to us. And back to Tess. Now the cops arrive and they absolutely don't believe her. She's like, we need to go to this place. They they drive there to to the house and they're like, this is an Airbnb you're renting. You don't have keys to it. They're like, you don't own this place. And she's like, are you listening to what I'm saying? Like, I've been held prisoner for I don't know how long I've been down there. I've been held prisoner. And they're like, ma'am, like, you need to sober up. Oh, Jesus. She's like, you guys need to fucking listen to me. And she's like freaking out more and more. Like, there's someone in danger down there. He's going to die. And they're like, if this isn't your house and you don't have keys, you don't own this property. Like, we can't break down the door to a property that you don't own. Like, Sorry. And they Mm. get a call on the phone saying like shots fired on so-and-so street. And they're like, we got to go like, just sober up. You're lucky we don't take you in. Oh my God. Take her in. Don't leave her there. Are they leaving her there? Take her in. They leave her. Take her in. What the fuck? And she doesn't have her car keys. She doesn't have any of her stuff. She does have her car keys, I think. And, but she's like still set on trying to help. AJ. Why? No. Tess. We go back to AJ. We see him trying to help Frank. He's getting him water. He's like, I'm going to get us mm-hmm. out of here. And Frank is like gesturing to the bedside table. Like, for he's like, uh, and he scoots the bedside 
close enough that Frank can reach it. Frank opens a drawer and is like shuffling around through the drawer. And AJ's now like, again, looking around the room. He's like, man, like this fucking crazy bitch locking you in here. Like she's going to pay for what she did. And he then sees a bookshelf full of videotapes <gasps> and Ew. the names on these tapes. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> names on the tapes are brown hair. Yellow dress, <gasps> Irish accent, no teeth, blind girl, uh, like so many. There's at least 50 of these tapes. Uh, and he, he, there's one already in the VCR and he pushes it in and presses play. And we don't see, thankfully, what happens, <sighs> but... We hear a bit of screams and it sounds horrifying and we can assume and based off AJ's face, AJ looks horrified, turns to Frank in disgust, says, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And Frank, of course, pulls a gun out of that yep. Yep. <laughs> bedside drawer and uh, miraculously doesn't shoot AJ. He shoots himself in the head. OK, so now. AJ has a gun. AJ's super freaked out, but I mean, that could have gone worse for AJ. Yeah. <laughs> could have gone worse for him, yeah, for sure. Yep. We see Tess outside. Now it's dark, and she gets in her car and reverses, facing the house. And as it gets dark, Mother comes out of the house, and Tess floors it into Mother, like straight into the house, like plows her through the house, basically. And... Mother at first is like not dead and is banging on the windshield and then kind of collapses. And we see the light kind of go out of her eyes and she seems to die. Seems to. Seems is to. This, is this one of Frank's victims or is this Frank's weird supernatural mother? I don't understand who we're, this person is. We're going to kind of find out. Yeah, we're right out, and then if, and then we're gonna ask Zach, "What the fuck is this?" What the fuck is going? The fuck. Now Tess thinks the threat is gone, and she no, you can't ever think that. So she thinks she can just strut right down through those halls to go rescue AJ. Remember, remember when the guy said she's not even the worst thing down there? Do you remember I when he know. said that? She struts back into those halls. Feels like now you can go to the cops and be like, "See this big woman? Do you see this thing?" Yeah, true. Yes. Tess, that would have been a good time a with the big evidence. Piece of evidence, <laughs> a big, huge, a really big piece, <laughs> a really a physically big piece of evidence, absolutely enormous piece of evidence. <laughs> and unfortunately, as she is going down those halls, AJ Fucking. is also going down those halls with a gun aimed in the direct in the direction that oh. he's walking. No, he hears a noise and shoots, and he shoots Tess, of course. And as he gets close enough to see what he's done, he starts freaking. He shot her in the stomach and oh. uh, like the side of stomach, basically. But it looks uh. very bad, looks very serious. And he's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, you're going to be OK. Like, come on. And he he hoists her up and starts carrying her out. And uh, his car is there, too. And so he's like about to drive her to the hospital. And she sees mother is gone. And she's like, fuck, she's gone. And I think because they know she's nearby or something, they they 
Tess says, I know where we can go and takes directs AJ to the place that the man was living earlier uh, that showed him his name's Andre. But she needs to go to the hospital. I know. But or mother is like roaming the streets. Anywhere else. Yeah, what? Just it's not but your responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Tess. Maybe his car's dead or something. There, I feel like there was a reason they couldn't take okay, his car. There's gotta, okay, there's got to be a reason. And her car's and her car she drove up, through the yeah. house. Okay. And so okay, they're just okay, like looking okay. for safety. And so they go to Andre's place and he now gives them more backstory. And he says, Frank has lived there for decades and he would kidnap women and make babies with them and then make babies with those babies and continue <gasps> that cycle how and did he that's know what happened because he's lived there the whole time too I'd, i guess and like seen her what hunting for victims he says she comes what? out at night that's when she gets she usually eats like animals and stuff because she's so just genetically fucked up i guess so She's like really, really inbred. Yep. Oh my god. What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah. It's like he says, like you make a copy of a copy of a copy, and then you get something that's Mother. not like what <laughs> it was meant to be in the first place. And they're saying, you know, we just like need to stay here till morning. Like after morning, she won't come out anymore. We'll be safe. Like you just need to make it till morning. They're like dressing the wound as best as they can. Oh my god. <laughs> this movie is fucking insane. And AJ has this moment of being like, no, like, this is my fault. I need to make this right. I hurt someone and it was an accident, but I still hurt them. And he's like talking about Tess, but obviously it means more than one thing to him. And he says, I don't know if I'm a bad person or a person that just did a bad thing, but I need to make this right. And like, you're not going to die. Like, you can't die. Um, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do everything I can to fix this. And at some point, Tess says, how do you know that we're safe in here? And Andre says, she's never come in here in the whole like decades that I've lived here. That moment, bam, burst through the walls. Mother <laughs> busts in, grabs Andre, rips off his arm and beats him to death with it. Okay. 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 AJ Fine. and Tess run out. Oh, my God. This is the fucking craziest fucking movie I've ever heard in my entire life. I know I keep saying that, but it's it is. No, mind. it is very crazy. They run out and there is a spiral staircase up around the silo, basically, to like get to the top of it. And I think they must think like she might not be able to go up the stairs or something. She can do anything. I know. But they run up the stairs. She just ripped a guy's arm off. <laughs> they start running up the stairs to try to get away from her. Of course, AJ drops the gun in this moment. Oh God, oh God, oh God. And oh it God. falls to the ground as mother is following up the stairs behind them. Them, and they make it to the top. Tess is not doing well. We can see like color draining from her face. Like she's struggling to keep up. And AJ looks at her and says, I, he like looks sad and he's like, I can get away, but you're <gasps> going to have to slow her down. And he grabs Tess and he looks at mother. Mother's now getting to the top and he says, come save your baby. And he throws Tess off the top of the oh silo. Oh my God. So much for being a good person, huh? <laughs> oh. Justin, I love oh. this for you. <laughs> and we hear a bad noise. 
and he looks over the edge and we see that mother was able to put herself between the ground and Tess. Like she like grabbed her and turned basically, but they both look dead. I mean, they're like, it was a very fall, far fall. And AJ like slowly goes down to like check if they're dead. Oh my God. And Tess is not dead. She was, she like, gasps for breath and he very quickly it's like oh my god thank god you're alive you're alive like oh i can't believe you slipped like that was so crazy <laughs> and she can't even talk i mean she's like so wounded now oh jesus and he's like i can't believe that like oh it so sucks that you slipped like that um i thought i had you but you fell and and as he's doing saying all that Mother wakes up, grabs him, like moves Tess aside, grabs AJ and s- grabs his head, sticks her <gasps> thumbs into his eyes. Yep. She has like nasty, yep. long fingernails Ew. that have never been cut one day in her life. <laughs> Jams them into his eyes and then uses her hands to basically rip his whole head in half. Holy shit. And kills him. AJ, gone. Dunzo. Oh my god. 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 Go mother. <laughs> yeah. Do I love mother now? Yeah. It's confusing. She returns to Tess and cradles her like a baby, and she's uh, like making sad little grunts, like and like stroking her face, and and she sees the gunshot wound, and she's like, (laughs) (laughs) and Tess sees the gun right next to them. AJ had the gun, and so she like slowly reaches for it as Mother is looking at her with like this very deep look of concern and starts like trying to pick her up to take her back to the tunnels little nest yeah to care for her and Tess looks really sad also kind of scared and sad and looks at her and she says I'm like I'm sorry I can't I can't go back and shoots her in the face and kills mother yep and that's the yep. end of the movie yep yep <laughs> <laughs> that's how it ends oh. We get a few shots through the credits of Tess, like, stumbling home as the sun is coming up. So we are led to believe that Tess survives. Oh. My. God. What the fuck? Isn't it so fun? I had a great time. It's very scary and very fun. I love... I loved it. Everyone was great in it. It's so wild. It's so unpredictable. It's just a real fucking roller coaster. Yeah, I had a blast. Was, oh my god! I really enjoyed every second of that. Even though I also I hated did it. too. I, I had a it. fucking great I hated time. It. I, yep. hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hate it. I hate anything involving holding people in your basement. I hate more than anything. But damn, God, that was it fun. Really, though. I just. It's so fun. It's also so fun. Why is that? <laughs> Ugh, I love a batshit crazy horror movie. I want to see Mother. I want to see what Justin Long even looks like in this movie. I want to see these tunnels. Yeah. Do you guys think now with the with the um, things you've learned that you would brave it one day? Maybe not in theaters. I always find theaters more scary. <laughs> uh, maybe I could fast forward through it. 
on my yeah, on my I think computer. I could do I think I could do parts of it. I'm honestly fascinated by it. Yeah, I'm fascinated too. But only, only I had parts. a great time. I had a great time too. I really had a great time. Yeah. It's a blast. This was one that like I, I, the 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 fun is all that's going to stick with me. The twist, the turns. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not laying awake worrying that mothers in my basement. You know what I mean? Exactly. Frank, on the um, other of hand, of course, yes. There's the overall fear, yeah, of of men, terrifying, mm-hmm. terrifying, terrifying. But I don't trust a single man at all, and so I know we that know this to be true. We know this. No, men are the scariest thing of all. Nobody enters my home. No, 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 no. It's so interesting, though, because I like think about it, and I mean, I guess I know all my repair men because the my landlords mm. use the same people a lot but like they're all men and they all do mm-hmm. come into my home and i do feel like probably if mm-hmm. someone dressed in ladwp was like i need to check your so i also have all of the breakers for everybody's apartment in my home mm. i don't like and that. so a lot of times people will be like oh i need to come in to flip the breakers and so i do just let people in <laughs> it's yeah, terrifying like absolutely terrifying yeah no thank you you should cut that out that piece of information is a little yeah don't let that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably cut that I out. just let anybody into my place. <laughs> we we had a guy come and install our air conditioning units and he is like a locksmith and he was like looked at our locks and was like you should get stronger locks on these. You need you need deadbolts. You need deadbolts. And I was like are you just trying to get business or are you serious? Am I in danger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's I mean the world is a very scary place, but this was fun. This was fun. I really love I loved that early line from Keith where he says I'm sorry I, I'm not reacting the same way I don't know why that line like really stuck with me he's like I didn't see what you saw so I'm sorry that I'm not treating it with the like right amount of respect but I didn't see what you saw like so much of this movie is just about like the importance of believing women <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah and so that line just really hit it home for me like I can't just I cannot take your word and experience at face value I have to see it I it has to be filtered through my experience of it in order for me to like believe that it's yep. real and you're being kind of hysterical right now so like can <laughs> yeah, I see exactly. it myself because I don't really know why you're freaking out so much Yep. Ew. You like, didn't drink my tea, and I'm not a bad guy, so maybe you're not. Maybe you're like unreasonable. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's such oh a good point. Oh my god! Bravo, Zach. Zach. We loved it. Zach. Ooh, we loved it. We think it's crazy. We want to hear you talk about it. We all want to, and guess what? We get to. We all get to. <laughs> so stay freaking. We all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras. Because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but... I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice, like, mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. 
I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Tuned for this interview with Zach Kreger right the heck now. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. Really appreciate you being here. We are big fans of this movie. And yes, congratulations. Really, thank you very much. We're really excited to talk to you about it. Well, we'll start off since first time in the podcast. You obviously have just created a horror movie. But beyond that, what are your feelings about scary movies? Have you always been a horror fan? Did you have a very formative childhood traumatizing scary movie experience? <laughs> I, I've always been a horror fan. I'm not exclusively a horror fan. Okay. You know, I, I love sure. movies in general. So, um, you know, I've, I've never been like especially into horror, but I certainly seek it out. And I think that my the the, the hook for me was The Shining. You know, I, mm. I saw that at a sleepover at a friend's mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. And that moment where the where Danny turns left and you see the two little girls at the end of the hallway, it like sent it sent an electric current through my body, and, and it was I was so so scared, and I have been hunting that feeling ever since. It's such a bizarre thing that we want out of horror movies, you know, because it's like it, it is unpleasant, but right. it is so desirable at the same time like i the scarier the better for me you know um and while it's happening i'm scared like I, i'm not happy you know but when it's over and i'm safe again it's like the endorphin release lingers and i just feel like joy you know um yeah. oh yeah i i love horror movies I, you know my my goal is to give that joy out uh, you know this was actually I think of the making and the writing of this movie as a, as, as truly a joyful experience for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't outline it. I didn't think about one day, this is going to be a movie that people will watch. I just was having fun in my garage late at night, writing this the way a little kid colors with crayons. You mm -hmm. know, I was just, just for me, just for fun. And, and I feel like that, that worked in this, in this scenario. Amazing. Um, yeah. And okay, I, I want to talk to you more about your experience with horror movies in general, but I feel like you saying that your experience with actually writing it, picturing you in your garage, just like having a great time. I, I would turn my lights red. I have these like color. Like, oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in my garage. It's, dark. It's, it's all mood lighting. And I put on really sinister. I have it. In fact, if you go to my Spotify, you can hear everything I was listening to as I was writing ah. it. Oh, can you share that playlist? I'm actually yeah, very it's called, curious. It's called Right to This Now. Uh, I've had it forever. And it's just like sinister ambient music. That's just like pulsing doom. And Incredible. I just like would put that on 
and type away and that's that's how it happens. I'm obsessed with that. You're you are speaking Sammy's language. I feel like Sammy <laughs> Okay, so Sammy, what was the soundtrack you listened to on a car? I feel like it was the Mandy soundtrack. I feel like you listened to an love entire the Man- love the Mandy score. You went on a road trip and you exclusively listened to a horror film soundtrack the whole time. I remember. I and I was like we're different. It's it's. I listen to a lot of <laughs> movie scores, like just in general. I I prefer instrumental music as well, and so um, there'll be times where I won't even really notice that it's happening. But yeah, all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, I've been driving for the past hour listening to Mandy. The, the score I think you're thinking about, Henley, was Dune. It was oh. not actually horror, but mm. just like the most intense. Yeah, just score. a very intense thing to be. <laughs> yeah, listening and I was to. driving, and all of a sudden just like, what the fuck? Like I'm I insane. Feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> person <laughs> I love that that's great oh I love that I I'm a big fan of set creating ambiance for yeah. yourself and it, I don't yeah. do it with dread uh typically but mm-hmm. what a fun place to put yourself and be like let's just see let's just see what comes out when I'm in this yeah. world and I was just trying to scare myself and I kind of did like I, I you know I was because I, I didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. so as as she's moving through the house like I, I'm just like what is what would scare me what What's is going to happen what would be the worst thing I could I could think of okay that that was a big question for me is like where did like what's so fun about this movie is how unpredictable it is and you're saying that you were doing that to, to surprise yourself um, was there an idea that came first? Like, where was the yes. starting point for you? You know, it's interesting. And I'm really happy to be having this conversation with three women because, um, it came out of a book I had read called the gift of fear. And it's this book mm-hmm. that's by a security consultant named Gavin De Becker. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he works with people who like have stalkers or like corporations mm-hmm. that are trying to protect themselves from, you know, espionage, things like that. But there's a chapter in the book that is primarily written to women and it's, and it's encouraging women to pay attention to their subconscious when they're interacting with men that they don't know well. And it's saying Mm -hmm. like your subconscious is clocking all these little red flags and you ignore them at your peril. Mm, And often society has conditioned women to ignore these so that you're not a bitch or you don't Mm. piss a guy off or, you know, you don't have friction. And Mm -hmm. so these little red flags can be as innocuous as like a man touching you in a non-sexual way that you didn't Mm -hmm. ask for a man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, initiating uh, sexuality into a non-sexual conversation, a man doing a favor for you that you didn't ask, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of these things. And he paints these little anecdotes that are terrifying. So as I'm I reading this book, say terrifying. Yeah, it's the scariest <laughs> thing uh, in the world. <laughs> so I'm reading this and I just, I had a realization that I don't have to think about this sort of thing at all mm-hmm. because I'm a man and I don't have to worry that half the population might pose a potential threat to me. And that's right. just a luxury that I have had my whole life. Yeah. Um, and so I can exist in the same physical landscape as a woman, but a completely separate psychological landscape. And so Ooh. that was really interesting to me. And so the idea of, of this movie wasn't a movie. I just wanted to write one scene that I could load between a man and a woman with as many of these tiny microscopic red flags as possible that a guy wouldn't think twice about, but that, that every woman would clock. And yeah. that was it. I, I want to write just like 20, 30 pages of that. So I thought of a double booked Airbnb and she has mm-hmm. a choice to either sleep in her car in a bad neighborhood or cohabitate with a stranger. That sucks. That's, that's scary. So let's now get her in the house and let's go. And so I was like, okay, so he's making her tea that she said she didn't want. He's Mm -hmm. saying, 
pretty name. That's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. He's grabbing her luggage and bringing it inside when she specifically said he doesn't, you know, please no, uh, which was not in the final cut of the movie. But um, he's just not respecting any sort of boundary that she has. But he's not being malicious. He's not being a bad guy, which is puts, I hope, and you guys tell me if I'm if I'm right or wrong about this, but I think that puts her brain into hyperdrive. She is working overtime to categorize this, this guy, Mm -hmm. what he claims to be, or do I need to be like seriously on guard here? And so that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. In the retelling very much, you guys were afraid all through the first act. Oh my God. Oh, bitch. (laughs) I was so on edge every yes. You, uh, so yeah, not having seen it yet. Um, you, nailed that because I yeah you're so on edge just by the very nature of the circumstances and and wondering especially we know we're in a horror movie but it's like is this is this the threat because it seems like it's a threat but it also maybe it maybe he's just a guy and maybe he's just an idiot yeah he's just a guy and and he thinks he's being really nice and that is like a big part of the fear for women out in the world is is that a guy's like wait, I'm just, I'm not allowed to be nice to you. And then that escalates the situation. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't even right. have my own. You don't know what's going to set somebody off. Right. right. Oh man. And, and then, woo. you know, there's this moment she comes out of the bathroom and he's sitting there with the wine and he's saying like, you know, you didn't drink your tea and I totally get that. This is a really weird situation. And I thought maybe you might want some of this, but if I, if you didn't see me open it, you wouldn't want any. So I waited for you to open it. And it's like, dude, you are putting this person in such an awkward situation. And you're talking about roofing her. Like, yeah. Even though you're saying you're not to going to. Like, at ease. It's like, dude, like shut your mouth. Leave her. You know, so, um. And, and by the way, I, I'm not going to act like I'm above it all. I wrote that scene as like, he's me. This is what I, this is the dumb <laughs> shit that I would say right. to just overthinking a woman it. just trying to put I'm her at safe, ease I'm and safe, not I'm realizing safe. that I'm, I'm exacerbating the situation, <laughs> yes. you know? So I'm not claiming to be some like, you know, a guru here. Because um, <laughs> I wrote Keith like, that, that's what I would probably knee jerk reaction. That's how I would behave. I would behave very right. similar to, to what he does. Right. And that's something that we talked about a lot, too, was the casting of Keith, because mm-hmm. when you were writing this, did Bill Skarsgård ever pop in your brain as a potential person to play him? Because he's the perfect person he's to play perfect. this character. He's perfect. Um, I, uh, I I didn't dare to think of cast when I was writing because I didn't <laughs> think this would ever get made. So it wasn't it wasn't like that for me. I was just thinking of honestly, everyone is me. Everyone I write is me. So she's <laughs> me. Yeah. He's me. Mother. <laughs> yeah. All, you know. <laughs> um, so so no, I didn't think about I didn't think about casting. But when he was the first person we went to for for the obvious reason that like. The moment he opens the door, everyone in the audience is like, he's bad. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and my only direction to, to Bill was like, you don't ever need to lean into creepy. Because right, the creepy's right. there. The situation is creepy. Hate to break you're, it to you, Bill. Yeah. You're your creepy when we creepy. see your face. Your face is creepy, Bill. You got a creepy no, um, So yeah, that was that was just the joy of having him. You know, he he just he just had to be a nice guy and and that's all we need. 
He's the perfect balance of like attractive and like a charismatic and then also, yeah, (laughs) repulsive and terrifying and on edge. And are you Pennywise or are you not Pennywise? (laughs) He's he's a hot guy, but he's also like very off-putting. Yeah, Yeah, truly great casting, really in the middle of like, I want to trust him, but I don't. Yeah. And how great is she, by the way? Also incredible. She's so good. Incredible. And then also Justin Long is like a very unexpected choice, I think, for this role. Yeah, absolutely. So he was definitely not um, the direction I was thinking of when I first Mm -hmm. started to like put together potential cast. I was thinking of like, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to say I was thinking of like a Zac Efron or like some Mm. bicep jawbone mm-hmm. and a haircut like a chad yes. like you know who that I mean? guy in real life yeah. more often is like that kind of guy and that yeah. was like the who wrong, you picture mm-hmm. that was the wrong impulse um because mm-hmm. i think it's 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 scarier to mm-hmm. me to have a, a true sexual predator be very charming and be yeah. very disarming and likable right. and the kind of guy who like you're not going to go publicly against him because no one's going to believe you. Like that's programmed into like who he is. Right. And so I was thinking when I, when I had this epiphany, I was like, I need Tom Hanks. Like that's the scariest version of this character. (laughs) Can you imagine Tom Hanks agreeing to do a movie like this? I know, right? Tom, we're going to, we're going to age you down. (laughs) Not, you're just, this is your story. You just did Geppetto. We've got a new thing for you. (laughs) Yeah. So when I had that kind of pivot in my mind, it was like Justin Long would be the perfect person for this. And I'm so, so thankful that I woke up to that idea and that he said Mm. yes, because he's, He's phenomenal in this movie. He's I kept just, saying, I'm so ha- I was so excited to think of him in this role. Just yeah. like being like, I love because he is he's like the most lovable guy yeah. ever. He really is. He's delightful and to the point where, again, in the first scene where he is on, you know, you hear that he's been accused of rape. Your first instinct is no. You know, like you picture him. I think if you saw the movie, you might have a different experience. Sammy, you tell me if you have this, but but I a a few women have come up to me and been like, I knew he's guilty in the first scene because when (gasps) they say like she's made a very serious accusation, she's accused you of like sexual something. His first reaction is, so what about the pilot? Are we not picked up anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's, I a, bad, like that's that a bad right guy. That's a bad guy. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. a bad guy. But it's funny. Guys take a lot longer to come around to the fact that he is guilty. Sure. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, which is an interesting. <laughs> I don't think that's telling. <laughs> uh, but it is true that I, like, felt myself question like throughout his arc being like is he like changing is he is he gonna redeem himself is he redemptive and that was really an interesting journey for me even to go Mm -hmm. on as like an audience member and yeah i just yeah hopefully everyone has a point where they're in the movie where they're like Please tell me this movie's not going to fucking redeem this guy. Yeah. Gonna, like, <laughs> yeah, thank this movie's God losing it doesn't. Me, you know, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like that's that's by design. Yeah, I was like, uh oh, uh oh. And I, so speaking of that, one thing that I, I mean, I loved listening to Sammy tell us about it. I was on the edge of my goddamn seat the entire time. <laughs> like, truly, it was so unpredictable, and I had no idea what was going to happen. And you a lot guys of, kept <laughs> guessing things, and I'd be like, well, like nope. nope, that's wrong. Wait, can I interrupt? <laughs> I have a question. I'm so sorry, Henley. Yeah. I, I just, I have to, Sammy, how, so you watched the movie one time. Mm-hmm. How do you, do you have a photographic memory? Like, how are you able to relate scene do, by I, scene? How I write it, it down like right.
right afterwards. Usually it's easier. I feel like usually the movie is uh, either More formulaic. At, well, that all that also. Yeah, that's a big part of it, because the structure of this film is also very unconventional, which I loved, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but usually I'll be able to like go on Hulu or Netflix and scroll through and take notes from there. Couldn't do that in this case. But even um, so, I just yeah, usually we'll do it as soon after seeing the movie as possible. And I repeat things in my head as I'm watching it. Like, Mm. remember this, remember this. That said, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a perfect retelling. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It seems pretty perfect to me. Also, she's been doing it for like three years. So she's got, she's got it down. That muscle has been like built up. Yeah. Yeah. She's working. She's a professional retailer. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Henley, what were you, what were you saying? Oh, no, just that, like, so speaking of Justin Long's character, I had a very specific question, which Mm. is one thing that happens is that that's extremely surprising to me in the movie is that when he discovers that terrifying rooms beneath (laughs) the house, his first instinct is, oh, this is going to make me more money. And I thought that was so fucking hilarious like what an <laughs> insane reaction to have to seeing the scariest room that's ever existed in on the face of the planet where did that idea come from because it's just it's really made me laugh and i just wanted to know like were you, did you have an epiphany at one point like that would be a hilarious way for someone to react or just how did that no, even happen i mean that's the <laughs> dna of the movie that's the whole that's the whole identity of this film is the is the the different mentality. There's a scene when, when Tess and Keith are on the couch drinking wine, where she says like, um, say, say I'd been the one to check in first and you showed up late at mm-hmm. night. And he's like, what, you wouldn't have let me in. She's like, hell no, I wouldn't have let you in. Are you crazy? <laughs> but, but you wouldn't have thought twice. You would have just marched on in. And he's like, wait a minute, you just marched on in. She's like, yeah, cause I had to, and it was scary. And so that right there, that's, that's what this movie is. Right. So to me, the idea of jumping from the, the test storyline to the to the AJ storyline is not arbitrary at all. They are mm-hmm. they are two sides of the same coin. They're twins, mm-hmm. right? So her chapter is all about a, a woman who has to be hyper vigilant. Her brain is working overtime to try and assess and decode and categorize potential threat and sexual aggression, right? So what's the opposite of that? A man who is completely oblivious to the sexual damage that he is wreaking all over the world. So so they are they are like total inversions of each other. So so the idea that he would see the same very obvious rape room and have a reaction of profit rather than fear is like, that's, that's what this movie is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think about that consciously. I, I, part of the joy of this for me was like, really just like following my subconscious and like kind of doing the David Lynch, like meditate and just like go sort mm-hmm. of a vibe. Um, but when I'm done and I look back, it all seems very obvious to me of like what was going on with me mm-hmm. and how it, how it, came to be so it's definitely an intentional thing but it's not like a calculated thing that was a long answer to a simple question but no no No, i love that that makes sense as someone who's searching zillow all the time i like (laughs) this really resonates with me thinking about square footage and houses yeah yeah Yeah, i'm so i'm curious you have a a comedy background right right? You've, you've done comedy and you're a comedic actor and so i i've been thinking a lot about i come from sort of a comedy background and a lot of my friends are comedians and comedic actors and writers, but there is, I've noticed lately this very interesting comedy horror connection. A lot of my comedian friends are obsessed with horror. They end up acting in horror or writing and directing in the horror genre. And I'm so curious 
what you think about the connection between those two things. Cause I realized in thinking about it, they're actually very similar. Like it, it's all about the blowing out of a world to the furthest extreme. And like in mm-hmm. comedy, you do that for greater laughs and horror, you do that for greater scares. And I'm just curious about how you feel about transitioning from one to the other. Yeah, they're so they're so linked, you know, Uh, they're both in a weird way. And I'm terrible at math, but they're both like mathematic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like, you know, they're both about timing and tone and like they're little equations that yield Mm -hmm. visceral results. Um, You know, uh, there's like an equation I learned in college. I took a comedy writing class and my professor said he's like, everything you've ever found funny follows the same equation. It is an action with an expected result yields an unexpected result. And I've thought about that a lot. And I've always tried to like crack that and see if I could find something funny that like that disobeys that I've never been able to do it. And that's fun. It's fun to think about that. And so then I think that like the horror equation is is definitely very similar. It's like your brain, you know, our, we, our experiences, we live our life according to these patterns. And when those patterns are disrupted in, in, in ways, I'm, I'm kind of going out on a limb here. I haven't articulated this before, so I'm not no, doing it. it very well. But I think that that is when something is scary. You know, jump mm-hmm. scares are interruptions. They're glitches in our like normal matrixes or whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it, they just feel like the anatomy of a joke and the anatomy of a scare. They, they're not very dissimilar. Yeah, a jump mm-hmm. scare is like, yeah, it's like the, the like you're saying it all about inverses, like the exact inverse of a joke, right? It's yeah, like, like zigging when you're supposed to zack. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's that simple. It's like why we laugh even unexpected like it like unintentionally when someone like trips or fall mm-hmm. like like why do people laugh when someone falls it's because you expected them to not fall and then they fell right and it's like <laughs> right. so much of that is in horror movies right like you turn and oh my god there's this thing right there what you know right right it's a very cool way to approach that structure it's fun to try and break down like so this is scary why is this scary like so mm-hmm. the shining when 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 turn the corner and those two little girls are there like why is that so scary well it's scary because you know, they're wearing these sharp blue, you know, outfits that are that are in contrast and all that. And it's scary because, you know, the, the hallway is like old, blah, blah, blah. What's really scary about it, I think, is that they're waiting for him. They're mm-hmm. standing there in preparation. So when he turns the corner, they're already ready. And that tells me they're predator. He's prey <laughs> like they know more than he knows he's walking into some some scenario that's bigger than him and is ready for it. You know, it's like little things like that. So like I think of that. And then when I have her like walk out of the shower, I reveal he's already sitting there with the wine and the glasses. He's waiting. You know, it's just like little math equations. You can you can build into these things that will help you like creep, make make them creepier. It's fun to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You've mentioned The Shining a couple of times. Were there any other movies, horror or not, that you found inspirational while writing this? Yeah. So the biggest spiritual ancestor to this is probably Audition. It's this. Uh, oh, God. Oh, boy. Audition is That was a tough one for them. It's an incredibly <laughs> smart essay on male privilege and sexual misbehavior, you know, and it's mm-hmm. about a reckoning that, a, that a, mm-hmm. a very bad man has to, has to go through. Um, and it's also a movie that disobeys conventional structure and mm-hmm. is traumatizing. And so yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's a genius movie and, um, and yeah, so that, that's a big one. Psycho, obviously, um, there's an Austrian movie called Angst, which you guys will not enjoy. Ooh, right, iota. Right. If you Damn. didn't say that, if you did not My say that about audition, but you're saying it about angst. 
tells me everything I need to know. Angst makes audition look adorable. But I stole the visual motif for that, like just lifted it and put it onto the, the flashback oh, no. stuff. Um, a lot of Sam Raimi stuff, you know, mm -hmm. for once we get down under the house, a lot of that. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting, but uh, those are the big ones. Um, and Oof. I'm just curious also, uh, the trailer for this is so great. We always watch the trailer when we recap something and so many trailers give everything away and the trailer for Barbarian very much doesn't. I was curious if you were involved in the making of the trailer at all, if that was something you had a say in or if that was just a happy... <laughs> it was happy. I mean, they definitely solicited my opinion. Uh, yep. They were very collaborative, but like I had been working with their trailer team on crafting a trailer that quite frankly kind of sucked. <laughs> and then as we were kind of approaching the day, like their main guy was like, you know, we've been tinkering with this. And he showed it to me and it was like what it is. And it was so great. And I was just like, I, guys, just do this one. This <laughs> is this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were on the same team or same page, like right at the gate of like, let's not spoil this movie, you know, yep. and um, I, I was worried that that was going to have to be a big, a big battle, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, that's great. Because truly yeah. a lot of the time. I know. I, and it's such a shame. It's I such know, a shame. Especially with horror, where, like the payoff is the surprise. The payoff is mother yeah. and the creature. And, yeah. and mm -hmm. so often I feel like studios will just be like, well, that's what we want to use to get people into in the movie the door. yes um but i think like you said the sc the scariest part is the reality of entering a situation where you're not sure who you can trust and if yeah. you need to be scared and to be so like to convey that through the trailer it's like that's all you need to, to get me interested in what's going to happen yeah and it just does that so well yeah it does yeah thank you um, I got to say, I think the scariest part for me is the Richard Brake chapter. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, really? That's so interesting. I that flashback specifically him in the car watching the woman and following her. I was like, yeah. so absolutely terrified in that part. Richard Brake, uh, a terrifying man. What is he like in real life? I, I mean, I, I love I love Mandy. I know he's the Night King. He, yeah, yeah. He shoots Batman's parents in Batman Begins. He, he's always the bad guy. Done he's a always lot of man. Done a lot of bad things. He is a sweet delight. He's like a it. gentle vegetarian <laughs> yoga, like little wow. puppy dog. And he's so nice. And I, I just, I love him. I love him to death. I absolutely, that is, I knew it. Yeah, he's, he's a total teddy bear. He really is. It's great. It's good to hear. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess. Oh, we were curious where you guys shot this movie. So we set set in Detroit. Right. Uh, we filmed in Bulgaria. Um, really? I know. So the what Detroit was that like? of. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bulgaria is great. Um, yeah. So we filmed all of our interior. So like the house and the basement and the tunnels are all on a stage in Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. um, our, our neighborhood, our street is a street in Bulgaria. We built 13 facades, uh, wow. houses and, and then when we did our flashback, we had to be really specific on exactly what we would see. And then we had to like rebuild them, mm, uh, yeah. to look like the eighties. Uh, and then we did go to Detroit and we did film in Brightmore in the neighborhood. So, so mm -hmm. it's not, we're not total phonies. Uh, so we, <laughs> we filmed, you know, a lot of her walking through the neighborhood, driving through the neighborhood mm. and that sort of stuff is in Brightmore. Uh, and then we shot uh, in Malibu for a day. Right. For yeah. the Justin Long stuff. Right. Of course. Um, of course. 
yeah, we've just noticed that uh, a pattern where we've a lot of horror movies these days take place in Detroit. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. So don't breathe. Yep. Follows, don't breathe. Barbarian. What else is there? Oh, those were the three we. Those also. Be the three that we. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair though. Those are. That's fair. Those are all also pretty good movies. Damn pretty good, good movies. movies. Three great movies. <laughs> Damn good movies. Did you have any like best moments or best memories from filming? Like any favorite days or experiences? You know, the first. Um, I didn't get any rehearsal time because Bill's schedule is so crazy. Mm. I mean, he was. I only had him for one week. Ooh, um, oh wow! I know. So I was pretty sure it was going to work because I knew he's a good actor. I knew that George is a great actor. And I was like, this is going to, I think it's going to work. But like the two days before shooting, uh, we just went down into a conference room at the hotel we're staying at. And we just had this whole conference, just the three of us. And I was like, let's just read this. Like, don't, don't act it. You know, we're just going to sit. We're not going to do anything. Let's just read it out loud. Let's just like hear what it sounds like. And it Mm. was, it was just like, great. It was immediately good. And I was just like, so relieved. And I was like, I'm not going to fuck this up. They're not going to fuck this up. Like as long as it's in focus, mm. like we got this. It was such, <laughs> that was probably the highlight for me. It was, it was so fun to, to hear it for the first time. Um, well, y- you are correct. Nobody fucked it up. It's, Nobody fucked it up. It's Nobody great. Fucked it up. Nobody yeah. fucked it up. I loved it. Truly. I'm so excited for it to come out and for people to see it. Thank you. And yeah, just congratulations. You made a really great, fun horror movie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, and thank you for coming and talking to us about it. We're we're really excited for everybody to go see it and I I include myself in that. Okay, good. Even scaredy cats out there, even Mm -hmm. scaredy cats out there, I just like building up the confidence. I can do it. I can do (laughs) it. You can do it. It'll be over. You know what's gonna happen. It's fine. Go ahead. (laughs) And then you get that, you know, release afterwards of knowing you're alive. And it didn't happen to you. (laughs) It's just the whole point. All right, guys. Thank Um, you so much for having me. Thank you, Zach. Thank Thank you you so much. Okay, that was it. That was our chat with Zach. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> oh, he's the best. Um, that w- no, that was so great. That was so fascinating. I really mean it. I really mean it. I'm gonna see this movie. Hold me to it. Do you think? I, do you actually think I can't? Now that Zach's gone, do you actually think that I can? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be scared, but you will survive. I can promise you that. I will much. survive, and I do know what happens. Yes. Yeah, I think that I would try, but it, would, it might need to be one of those, you know, hereditary situations where it's corner, corner of the of screen, screen, daytime, also have some online shopping up at the same time. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Oh, sure. You want to be able to be browsing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, wow. Well, for those of you who don't have to <laughs> set like... You know, what are the bowling side rails, guardrails for yourself while watching a oh, horror yeah. movie? You can go see it in theaters. It's out now. The rest of you can wait. I think it's going to be a very fun theater experience. I'm Highly sure. recommend for those that are brave enough. And I really like, oh God, I loved hearing about this one. It was such a good one. It's a it's very so fun one. And I think we know what voice we've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me practice it. Sammy, you're too good at it. I'm haunted. 
Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.